This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Friday Shoot-Around, your K-State basketball show, presented by Booth Creek Wagyu. Now let's go to the Flint Hills, home of GPC's Hidden Studio. Here's your host, Ryan Gilbert. Last week here on the Friday Shoot-Around, I asked Clint Stewart what K-State needed to do to snap out of its losing streak. And well, against Oklahoma State last Saturday, I don't think K-State listened enough to Clint Stewart, but... On Monday, K-State finally snapped out of the funk, a home victory over KU, big-time victory, really turning the season around for Kansas State, getting them back to 500 and giving them a a much better chance to set up an NCAA tournament berth throughout the rest of conference play. Clint, before we break things down, a quick message from our sponsor, Ruth Creek Wagyu. From the tailgate to the back deck, remember to elevate your grilling this season with our friends from Booth Creek Wagyu. Their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at boothcreekwagyu.com. Well, Clint, I think we all thought the season was over after the Oklahoma State loss, right? And what does K-State do? Of course, they come out and turn things around against KU. Uh, Just that was a huge victory. And, you know, I I believe that that really – did turn the season around. I'm not saying if K-State loses that one that the season is shot, but, I mean, things just kept going downhill and downhill and downhill in that losing streak. So to get that win, obviously, over your rival is huge, but to snap a losing streak um, and hopefully start a winning streak is key for Kansas State. So just how big was that victory over KU on Monday? Yeah, well, you know, coming in and losing four in a row, um, you know, we, we talked about last week we had to go uh, at the bare minimum one and one in these, mm-hmm. these next two games against Oklahoma State and KU. And, you know, obviously against Oklahoma State, uh, you know, I don't think it was our, our best defensive effort. Um, and, and so uh, we, we dropped that one on the road. But in the Big 12, as you mentioned, I mean, it's, it's hard to win on the road um, no matter, you know, where, where that team is placed. You know, it's still a game where I think we should have came in and won, but it uh, didn't happen. So what, what that meant was the game against KU was, was even bigger, you know, and, and we knew we had to go in and win. And, and, and our guys played really well. Um, they pulled it together, you know, obviously KU. Uh, made a run right out of the uh, beginning of the second half and uh, to, took a, a, a good amount of lead, you know, eight or nine point lead. And then we were able to come back and fight back. And, uh, you know, once it got into overtime, you know, it's tank time. So you knew we were going to win once it went to overtime. Uh, you know, we were feeling confident and feeling good about that. Um, so it was, it's, it's big, you know, and in the Big 12, sitting at five and five, as I mentioned, is a lot different than four and six. Um, and, and so hopefully this can propel us uh, to continue to move forward, um, getting just getting a win again. Um, you know, can, can hopefully give us some confidence as, as we move forward and down the line. 
K-State went with a new starting lineup in Stillwater, putting Jarrell Colbert and Day-Day Ames in there. And so David Gasson and Will McNair have gone to the bench the last two games. So a little bit of a smaller lineup. Clint, obviously you don't win that game against Oklahoma State, but I think it's it showed some pretty good things. And then, of course, on, on Monday you do beat KU with that starting five. And so I think Jarrell Colbert was awesome. We could break him down maybe a little bit more here in a minute. But just the overall starting five, are you are you a fan of this change and how do you assess it? Yeah, I mean, I really liked how um, Day-Day Ames, I think he's playing with confidence. And, and you know, he came out against KU and um, had, had a couple buckets early. And I thought he just yeah. played really well, good pass. Um, and, and so, um, you know, and, and then I think, too, it, it kind of, um, uh, you know, I like, you know, Gasson and Will McNair, you know, coming off the bench. I think they both played really well against KU. And, you know, there's a possession or so where we got two or three offensive rebounds in a row and Gasson was flying around, you know, flying around the floor, just his activity. Um, and so having someone like that and his length uh, coming off the bench, I think, can, can obviously help our bench. And if you look at the bench points uh, for the game, you know, I think we had 11 and KU had two. And so, uh, you know, those guys are able to come in and contribute. And, and, you know, I think it puts everyone maybe hopefully in, in a more comfortable spot, you know, for day-to-day. Um, being able to start and be able to just get to get going early, um, you know, hopefully that, that'll help. And then you have guys like Hassan and Wilming there who have a little bit more experience. And so um, they're able to come in off the bench and maybe not be as as nervous um, and in those situations and just be able to play their, their game. And, and like I said, they both, both played well. And, um, and then Colbert, I mean, Colbert just, I mean, he, he's, he's getting better and better, I think, each game. And so, um, you know, his his physicality inside. And, and obviously we knew with, with Hunter Dickinson and KU, you know, we're going to have to be physical. And, um, and I thought he did a heck of a job. Tang mentioned it yesterday in his press conference when he was speaking to us. Just he said that Will McNair and David Gasson really embraced that role coming off the bench. They didn't <clears throat> complain. They didn't pout about it. They knew they were still going to get on the court and get their minutes. And so, again, you know, we talk about like R.J. Jones or Michaela Britch, you know, they are not getting maybe what they want, but, you know, they're still staying locked in. And that's all the way down to the scouting report and, you know, or being on scout team or stuff like that, being a good presence in the locker room. Whereas these guys like McNair and Gasson, okay, you know they're going to play, right? They're not just going to get benched. And so maybe they're not going to be happy with, you know, being pulled out of the starting five. But I think it's a sign of a good, you know, healthy locker room that no matter what the situation is, if you're a starter or you're a bench guy, um, and you're taking a step back, these guys are still staying bought in. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's, uh, that's a, a kudos to, to the coaching staff, you know, and, and, and the belief, obviously, the players have in them. But, uh, you know, it's hard decisions that have to be made. And, and as a player, um, you know, you can take it one or two ways, right? I mean, you can be um, upset about it and, 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 you know, really take it inward and say it's all about me. Or, or you can say, you know, what's best for the team? And I can still go out there and, and produce and help this team win, uh, just maybe in a different role. You know, and sometimes that can be hard to accept, you know. And so um, it's like I said, it's kudos to the coaching staff and, and to be able to make sure the players are all on the same page and, uh, and, and understanding, like, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're trying to win. And, and at the end of the day, if we win, everybody's going to – we call it – there's pieces of the pie. And uh, everybody gets a piece of the pie when we win, you know. And so, um, you know, we need everybody to, to do their job. And, and, you know, some pieces of that pie might be a little bit bigger than others, but everybody gets a piece and everybody's going to be satisfied with that sweet feeling when, when we get that win. And, and um, I think that's what we saw against KU on Monday night. So it was really good to see uh, those guys step into those roles and then play well. Jerome Colbert was flipping awesome in my mind I think he was just he had such a good game and what's crazy about it is he didn't even score a single point but just his not only his rebounding and um and his uh you know rim protecting near the basket but his vision he was a really good passer for K-State in that game as well so I can't say enough about Jerome Colbert 
Um, I know we kind of talked about Dorian Finister about a month ago, maybe being sort of an X factor to emerge. Let's be honest here, Clint. Finister's taking a step back, and I don't, I don't know if he's going to be that X factor for K State, and that's okay. Joel Colbert, though, the door is now open for him to be that difference maker for Kansas State. Yeah, well, and, and anytime you can get um, you know a big athletic uh, presence just inside, and uh, I think that that's going to be good, especially as you start heading towards the end of the season, uh, where it's just I mean every game just becomes even more and more physical, um, just because of the emphasis of, of the wins that are needed to get into the, the NCAA tournament, um, and, and so you know having someone like him is, is is obviously really good for us, and it allows us to. Uh, play in a few different ways, you know, and so when we play bigger teams. He's getting more confidence. They can go out there and play against. I mean, he's not going to play against a you know a better college big man than Hunter Dickinson you know, as far as being able to score the basketball and what he's facing. And, um, and so that's going to you know bode him well down down the line. And uh, we're going to need him. We're, you know, we're going to need we're going to need everybody. But you know, we're need him to step up. You talked about his playmaking or, or, or finding guys, you know, and assisting. I mean, he had three assisting SKU, which was second most on the team. Um, and if you would have told me that he'd be our, our second leading assist guy coming into that game, I said, no, you're crazy, you know. So, um, you know, he's just he's doing whatever he needs to do to, to help the team win, and, and that's what it's all about. And so I'm really happy for him. Yeah, to go up against Hunter Dickinson, and I did a little film study. I've started to do this for our VIP subscribers on Go Power Cat after each game. That first possession against Hunter Dickinson, I mean, he stood his ground, blocked the shot, and that really set the tone for that game for for Colbert, you know, to tell Dickinson and to tell KU, you know, hey, I'm going to hang with you guys. I'm legitimate. I don't care that I'm making my second start of my career. So he's been playing just really good basketball. I, I really can't say enough about Colbert. And I know it's a cliche, but he's just been really good over the last handful of games for Kansas State. So another guy that I think we got to touch on is TP. You know, Tyler Perry made a huge difference in this game in the second half. He came alive after a little bit of a slower start, which has kind of been the norm for Perry. But when it mattered most, uh, he, you know, he was huge and led the team in scoring. And, you know, this is what we were kind of sort of expecting when Tyler Perry came in from the transfer portal. It was moments like these that I think we need to see some more of from, from Tyler Perry. Well, I think it's it's almost like the bigger the moment, the better he plays, you know. And so maybe we need to put him in a big moment every single play um, <laughs> because uh, he plays really well. And so, you know, second half, he had 21 points in the second half. Um, he found his shot, you know, which was really nice and, and – um, you know, I think he was shooting, you know, comfortably, but he's also taking some some good shots. You know, I thought in the second half, uh, we, we we got him off of some pin downs, be able to catch and shoot, uh, which was nice. Um, you know, and he obviously shot it well from the free throw line, as he's been doing all, all year. And, you know, I think, you know, when you, when you think about uh, kind of how the game transpired towards the, the end of the game, uh, probably the, the one bat, you know, what you'd say kind of bad shot he took, he had to take kind of with the shot clock running down. It's a, uh, a tie game, and he kind of has to horse his three on the left side of the floor. Um, and lucky for us, it was a bad enough shot that it airballed. So Columa was able to get it and put it back in. And I'm sure as a player, you say, well, that, that wasn't a shot. That was a pass, coach. Give me my assist on that, you know. So uh, that's just how well he's been playing. And, like, even when he shot in the airball, it's like, hey, that – that's how, that's how it felt because he's been you know playing so well and so it was nice uh, just to see him kind of you know have a breakout game season high twenty six points um, and you know we need him shooting the basketball well you know he hadn't shot it well the, the entire year it's been stretches where he shot it well um, but hopefully he can get it going where where he's really knocking them in and scoring that basketball for us um, that's just going to make us even more dynamic five to grind man that's all we got to say here right overtime <laughs> victory that's I mean that's the key to these wins isn't it. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, and, and, and like I so said, we get in those situations and our guys, um, they seem to just relax and be comfortable. They're not tight. They're, hey, this is what we do. You know, let's go out and let's play. Uh, let's go hoop. And, um, you know, we've been here before. You know, we talk about, 
uh, you know, overtime wins and now 11 and 11 and 0 for Tang, you know, six this season. Um, I saw where that's tied for the most uh, in, in a season um, as far as overtime wins. And so um, I think we're in a situation now, as I said, as a fan and, and, and as a former alumni, you know, we go into overtime. Uh, we might as well just turn the game off and start celebrating and say that we won because we know it's, that's going to be the outcome. So um, it's a fun place to be in. And obviously uh, it's great for the team to respond in those situations. ESPN broadcast had <clears throat> zoomed in on Tang right after that final buzzer sounded after regulation ended and he just had a smile on his face. He's clapping his hands like there's no doubt in his mind that his players are going to go out and win the game. It's, it's insane how good this team is in overtime. But when you've been there, you've done that. I think it just builds more confidence each game. Um, and as an opponent, you know, you're struggling, you're panicking. Oh, we've never been in this situation before. Um, and I, you know, I applaud Kansas State for, you know, like, I don't think K-State had much momentum going into overtime. I think KU had that because they had that pick and roll. I think it was K.J. Adams that went to the hoop and got an easy dunk to tie the game with about 15 seconds left, and K-State's final possession didn't really work out. And so K-State, again, could have easily just folded in this game, you know, many times, not just in overtime, but you mentioned it. They went down 11 to start out the second half, and that was really the lowest point of the season. I thought, you know, KU's going to run away with this game, and it's going to be a five-game losing streak for K-State. But just the resiliency, not just in this game, Clint, but all season long, this is a bunch that has the ability to fight back. Yeah, well, and I think it, you know, the, the team has taken on the, uh, the persona of Coach Tang. You know, I think afterwards, Tang mentioned, um, you know, you said you wanted to be one. He's talking about being a head coach. Um, and I think that's kind of how the team has taken on that that mentality of, um, you know, you said you wanted to be a big time basketball player. You said you wanted to play Division One basketball. You said you wanted to play in the best conference in America. Um, we're here, you know, and, and so, um, you know, you got to respond. You got to you got to step up to the plate. And, um, you know, we've been doing that, you know, every time that it gets down to the crunch time, um, you know, especially when it gets into overtime, you know, our, our guys have been responding and stepping up to the to the plate. And I, I think that that goes along with just. Um, you, you know, the, what, what Tang has been building and then the confidence he has in the guys and the confidence they have in himself because of uh, the coaches have given those guys confidence. And so I think it's a great message, uh, you know, just for all players, you know, because when you grow up and you're, and you're playing um, just in, in your house or you're hooping, you know, you're hooping on your driveway or, or maybe in your room, you got your hoop on the back of your uh, on the back of your uh, door, you know, and you're, you're, you're pretending to be something. Oh, I want to, you know, and you start watching basketball and I want to play Division One basketball. OK, we well, said you wanted to be one. Well, guess what? We're playing Division One basketball. OK, I want to play against you know, the best teams. OK, you said you wanted to be one. Guess what? We're playing against KU at home. Like this is what you wanted. This is the moment um you know and so it, it's just awesome to see the guys respond in the moment um and, and like i said it's fun you know obviously with, with with us being at home getting that win against ku and um you know as a player i mean that those are what that's what you dream for you want to play the best again you want to play against the best prove that you are the best um and then you know because our guys are stepping up in those situations before we take a quick break there clint i just want to ask you about rebounding i mean that's an, another area this this team that has you know i think they've Maybe lacked a little bit recently, but now against KU, that was probably a, a reason they won, right? Yeah, you know, and, and you look at over the last few games, um, we've given up a lot of offensive rebounds. You know, I think against Houston, maybe 15. Um, you know, I think OU is some, something like that as well. You know, Oklahoma State, um, you, you know, I think we gave up 11. Um, and against KU, we, we gave up uh, seven offensive rebounds. So I think that was a big key for us. Um, you know, and think, especially when you think about they have a guy like Hunter Dickinson down, down low, and he had five by himself, um, you know, I think the offensive rebounding 
um, was a big deal for us. And then being able to, to hold them off the glass, Cam Carter getting 11 defensive rebounds, you know, as a guard, um, you know, those are the things that we're going to need from him is getting down there and using his athleticism to, to help rebound the basketball. And, um, you know, when we held them to, to shooting, you know, right at like 40%, you know, they shot 20% from three. That's a lot of misses. Um, and, you know, if they were able to get those and put them back in, uh, that could have really changed the game. And so um, it's big for us to, to make sure that we're rebounding the basketball defensively. And then we got to get some offensive rebounds ourselves, too, to, to get some second chance points. So um, big, big, big job by K-State uh, rebounding the basketball. Clint, we'll continue to break down this game with so much to talk about with it being such an, it's just a huge victory. We can't overstate that enough. Number four team in the country, your rival. Uh, you snap a losing streak, but we'll be right back here after a quick break on the Friday shoot around. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the show. Let's head back to the studio. Before we go and dive things, uh, dive into things, another quick message from our sponsor, Booth Creek Wagyu. From the tailgate to the back deck, remember to elevate your grilling this season with our friends from Booth Creek Wagyu. Their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at boothcreekwagyu.com. Okay, Clint, you're a former you know, K-State guard, and I'm sure probably one of the best memories from the KU game that you won at home was when they stormed the court, when the fans came down, right? That didn't happen on Monday. Are, I just want your thoughts on this. Are you a fan or not? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I understand the, uh, the expect to win, you know, and the expectation, yeah. um, you know, as a program, um, you know, we, we should expect to win. Um, as a player, um, you know, one of my great memories is uh, being able to celebrate on the court, you know, with, um, with the fans. Uh, I remember when we won at home in 2008, you know, Michael Beasley and, and, uh, Bill Walker and Jacob Pullen jumping on the scores table, um, after the game, you know, it was kind of like a Michael Jordan moment, you know, when he won his sixth title and he's doing this, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I, it, it's tough. You know, I think as a player, you, those are those are great memories. You know, and obviously being able to celebrate uh, with, with the fans on the court. You know, but it, it does also, um, or it can also be a uh, you know a concern. Um, you know, just for any kind of you know injury or just you know something that kind of happens. So I understand that as well. But um, you know, I. I like I like the court storming. Um, you know, I think that there's a way that, that that you know you can have maybe a half court storming where where maybe the opposing team you know is is out of harm's way still, but um, you know the players are able to celebrate with with the students um, without having I mean, to still go in the stands and, and do that obviously. But um, you know those those are definitely great memories for me when, when when we did that. Before we go back and dive into this game, I just I mean Dream Dowling was telling the fans stop, go back, you know, stay there. Because, Clint, I don't know if you saw this on TV, but the aisles were filled. Like, they, those fans were ready to come. And so if, if the coaching staff, you know, doesn't tell them to stay back, this, it was going to happen. 
Yeah, yeah. I saw them started. They started to uh, to, to make their way down the the, the bleachers. Uh, so, um, you know, and, and so the, the students were ready, you know, and, and, you know, I think about from a student perspective, like, you know, it's, you, you go in and then you, yeah, you expect to win, but you also want to celebrate, you know, and I think in a rivalry game, um, you know, obviously against KU at home and then just, um, you know, knowing, um, you know, what, what that presents and, and, and knowing how big it is, you know, especially just for the state of Kansas and, uh, you know, the, the, the fans on both sides of the coin, um, you, you know, it, it's something that the students would, would obviously enjoy, you know, getting on the court and, and celebrating and, and hugging the players and giving the players high fives and then things of that nature. And so, um, you know, it does take away just, just that memory, I guess, for, for both sides of the students and the players. But, um, you know, like I said, there is also an expectation that, that this is uh, who we want to be. We want to be a program that expects to win every single game. And uh, it doesn't matter, you know, who it is. You know, we, we, we want to go out and we want to be, um, you know, that high seed in the game. We want to be the number one, the number two, the number three. Um, and, and so that, that's what Tang's trying to build at K-State. We touched on defense a little bit, but I think we should really – it was a night and day difference between the Oklahoma State game where Kansas State's defense was really poor. The offense in that game was Clint, honestly fine. Like K-State was able to keep up with the Cowboys – defensively, though, there were just too many letdowns. You know, Jerome Tang and Cam Carter, they both mentioned that they weren't going after, um, you know, 50-50 balls and winning plays like that, and that's obviously more of kind of a defensive thing more than anything. That's effort. That's hustle. Against KU, K-State's defense was a lot better. Johnny Furphy had, you know, averaged well in the double figures over the last five or six games, and K-State holds him to four points. And so just overall, a huge difference in – a 48-hour, you know, little break from games, K-State was able to flip the switch. And uh, I don't know, do you think K-State won the game on the different, on the defensive end? Is that too much to say? Or is that really where K-State, you know, got over the hump? Well, I think it was big, you know, and, and defensively, you know, KU comes in and um, they really moved the ball uh, really well. I think they might be the top of the team and, and, and assist, um, you know, on made baskets. And so um, they move the ball well. They, they make you guard cuts, back, back cuts, back screens, obviously get the ball inside. Um, and so if we weren't locked in, you know, they would have got layup and dunks. Um, and I thought we were we were locked in defensively. You know, you look at, uh, you know, we held them to, like I said, right at 40 percent. They shot 20 percent from three. They made three three-pointers, you know, and they came in um, the last four games making about seven a game and, and shooting, um, you know, almost about 40%. And so um, it, it was nice to see that, that our guys just locked in, contested shots hard. And then um, the, on top of that, you know, your defense is nothing without defensive rebounding. And so finishing plays, as I mentioned uh, earlier, being able to block out and not give KU um, offensive rebound putbacks, I think was really big. And so it was good to see that we were able to turn it around so quickly and against a really good opponent, uh, maybe that was, um, you know, going down to Stillwater, you're on the road, it's a team that's bottom of the Big 12. Um, you know, maybe, you you know, just kind of let, let, let some things slip from, from that focus and energy that's needed uh, to go win that game, you know, but obviously coming back home, big Monday, KU. Um, you know, cats eat birds, man. And then we, we, we got, to, got a chance to eat a bird on Monday night, and uh, it was nice to see our guys respond. So after the win, I mean, that's an emotional high, beating KU. And I asked Jerome Tang yesterday about this, you know, how how's the team responded? He said they've responded greatly. They're still locked in. He's had a few guys that have sent him, you know, some film and stuff like that. So that's the sign that they're still, uh, you know, they're still focused, right? So as a former, you know, player, now a current coach, I guess, what are, what are the keys to not letting a, a big victory like this one on Monday be the, the peak of your season and, I know this team, you know, they treat it like it's its own season. It's a one-game season. But 
come on, that's the highest, you know, that's a, that's a pretty high moment beating KU. How do you, how do you stay locked in? Yeah. And, and it can be tough. You know, I remember when we beat, uh, when we beat KU at home uh, back in 2008, we went on the road, our, our next game against Missouri and we lost at Missouri at that point in time, they were um, kind of middle to bottom of the big 12. And they had, I believe a few guys, starters that, got in trouble or something, didn't even play that game. And we went and lost that game. And, and so it, it can be tough. Um, you know, you, you have to really, um, you know, treat it like a one game season. You know, obviously it was a big game, you know, you got to celebrate it and celebrate it that night. Um, and, and then you got to move on to the next one. And our next one is, is BYU. And then they're a good team. And, um, you know, as every team in the big 12 is, um, and so it's going to be a, a, a tough win for us. You know, we're going to have to come in with the right mindset and, um, you know, you almost have to just say, great job. You don't want to forget about it because we did some good things that we want to make sure that we carry over into the next game. Uh, but we can't uh, be satisfied with, you know, with, with what we've done or where we're at today, you know? And so and at the end of the day, it was one win. It gets us to five and five in the big 12. Um, you know, we still have work to do uh, and hopefully the guys can lock into that. Um, and then like, so that that's up to the coaching staff to make sure that, that the guys are, are ready to play uh, for the next game. Before we dive into BYU, um, K-State did play just seven guys, so only two off the bench the entire night, and that, of course, was Gasson and McNair, and we already discussed that starting five, right? So there was no Dorian Finister, none of those other guys from the bench. And so I was a little surprised just because this game went to overtime, right? Like you played a 45-minute battle and you only played seven guys. That's going to maybe take a toll on you, but but Drum Tank said it was just kind of a gut feel and that they felt good with, you know, TP said, you know, he was good. You know, Cam, I think they all played – both those guys played 45 minutes. You know, I think Tang was like, you need a break? They're like, no, we're good. So, I, I don't know if that's necessarily sustainable. So, were you maybe surprised to see just two guys come off the bench for the whole game? Yeah, I was, you know. But, uh, like I said, in the moment, you know, decisions have to be made. And, and if guys are playing well – I mean, Cam Carter came out and, and made some shots early, I think. And so, his adrenaline was going. He was feeling really good. Um, you, you know, and then obviously TP, the way he was playing in the second half, it was like, we can't take him out, you know, because he's, he's playing so well in the second half. Um, and, and so as that adrenaline gets going and just the flow of the game, um, you know, as a coach, you have to kind of fill that out and say, you know, what what's best? You know, do we need to get him a rest here or there just so then he can be strong down the, down the end of the game, you know, and the, the stretch run? Or, you know, no, he, he's good and, and we can't afford to, to take him out at this moment. And, you know, I think it was just kind of the, the, the feel. You know, I don't think that's the norm, um, you know, but each game, you know, brings its, its different challenges and, and different feels to the game that the coaches have to make decisions on. And, um, you know, obviously that was a decision that, that Coach Ting made uh, in, in that moment. You know, I wouldn't expect – um, you know, if you're watching our next game against BYU or, or even down the line, they're like, oh, okay, we're only going to play seven guys from here on out. And then Cam Carter and, and Tyler Perry are playing the full 40 minutes. You know, I wouldn't expect that. Uh, but, but you know, in the middle of the game, you know, some, sometimes that happens and, and you've got to roll with it. And, and obviously it worked out for us. So um, we'll see uh, what the next game brings. And hopefully some of those uh, guys that are on the bench that just stay ready so when their number's called, they can come in and, and produce and, and give us high energy and high minutes. Off to BYU now, and this is uh, – you want to win uh, every game, but, you know, road games are tough to win. And so I think this is a good opportunity for K-State to steal one on the road. You have a five-day break between games, and then looking forward, you don't play for a whole week because K-State's got the, the early week off next week. And so it's like a 10-day game, a ten day stretch where there's only one game for K-State. So if you lose this one, you've got a little bit of a, a sour taste in your mouth, so to speak, but – most teams going out to Provo with the elevation, it's tough to win out there. But when you're on a five-day break or, a, you know, you got five days of rest going into this one, K-State should have some fresh legs and some really good momentum to keep something going. 
Well, and I think it's big, you know, coming off of a, a big win, um, like Mon- like KU on Monday, um, you know, allowed us to hopefully take some rest on Tuesday um, and maybe even a little bit Wednesday, you know, and then kind of get back to locking in, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, you know, for, for, the, for the game tomorrow. And so um, hopefully our guys are able to, you know, it, it's, it's the Big 12, it's a, it's a grueling season, um, you know, and so the bodies start to break down a little bit and then hopefully just, you know, a day or two off, you know, right there after a big win to just kind of rest the bodies, you know, get some shots up, um, stay locked in just on, on some of the, the fundamentals and basics, but not have, uh, you know, the grueling practice for a day or two, um, you know, hopefully uh, will help us as we head down to uh, or head over to, to Provo and, and against BYU. But, you know, they're a good team, you know, and so we're going to have to show up. I mean, they, they, they've been winning games and then, you know, obviously their first year in the Big 12. And what we've seen is a lot of these first year teams, in the Big 12, um, that it's really hard to go in there and win because we've never been there before. So it's an environment and a court that our guys have not played on. Um, you know, they, they don't know, you know, even the flight to get out there is, is different. You know, you get out there and the scenery is different and, um, you know, you get to the gym and the gym is different. And, and so you really got to try to um, lock in as quickly as you can and, and, and realize, you know, it's, it's just another, it's another game. It's another gym. Um, I got to continue to trust what I do every single day and then go out and play well. And then hopefully we can do that. What are your thoughts was just on BYU, how K-State matches up with the Cougars? Yeah, well, you know, and, and they have a kid by um, Jackson Robinson who uh, actually is an Oklahoma kid, played, played at Ada, um, and he's kind of bounced around a little bit. I think he started out at T- Texas A&M and went to the University of Arkansas and now is at BYU, and he's been playing really well for him. He's about six foot seven guard. Um, he can shoot the basketball, and so uh, we're going to definitely have to lock in on him. I don't know if, if, if Kaluma is going to start on him or, or, or Cam Carter, but, um, you know, he's averaging about 13 a game for him and, and has been playing well the last four or five games. Um, so we're going to have to stop him first and foremost. But they have multiple guys that, that can score the basketball. I think they have uh, seven guys that average nine or more points. So they kind of have a, a, a scoring by committee, you know. And so, um, you know, we can't take plays off um, out of those seven guys. Five of them um, shoot have shot 60 plus threes uh, and have made 34 percent of their threes. Um, so, you know, guarding the three point line is going to be uh, key for us. And anytime you have a lot of threes going up, that means long rebounds. So we're going to have to make sure that, you know, we block out and continue to, to own the boards and not give them, you know, offensive rebound opportunities. Uh, but I think if we can if we can do that and we can test hard, um, we finish plays, um, you know, we don't let them get going from the outside. Um, you know, and I think. Uh, offensively, we'll be able to score the basketball and then do do what we need to do to go win. So hopefully we can do that, you know, but if they have a, a good shooting night, um, it, it can be really tough. Jerome Tang mentioned it uh, yesterday that just they're a big physical team and they're big dudes. Like a lot of these guys are just married already and that's, you know, so it's not going to be easy to, to play up against these guys. But to wrap things up, Clint, I mean, last week we said, K-State, you got to go one and one at least, but there's only one game uh, – and this, you know, stretch. So K State's off to start next week. So really, just got to go one and zero, right? Just one and zero. You know, as Tang always mentions, what's next, and, and what's next is one and zero. You know, and so uh, you got one game to lock in on. Um, it's going to be a tough one on the road, um, but whatever we can do to get to six and five, you know, and that's what we want to try to do. And and Tang mentioned, you know, getting at least nine wins in the Big Twelve. This is another one that, that we need. Um, and as a road win, uh, you know, it'd be key for us and just in our resume. Um, you know, get, getting a road win. So hopefully we can do that, go 1-0 uh, this week, and then we can take another few days off and then start start preparing for the rest of it. Clint, appreciate your time as always. This was a lot of fun, and I, I, it was a little bit better. I don't know how fun this would have been if K-State was on a losing streak. And, you know, breaking down a win over KU is, is always a good time. So 
we'll be back here next week, Clint. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure you're subscribing, liking, commenting. Uh, but other than that, we'll see you guys next week here on the Friday Shootaround. This has been a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. Please support this show by subscribing to this YouTube channel or follow us on your favorite podcast platform.